Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the darkest timeline. So, it's me talking about stuff from the week when this one was recorded. Um, there's some sad stuff to cover. Um, there's some happy stuff to cover. Maybe? There's games, movies, TV. We have got that this week. It's a little bit all over the shop, but it is here. And... Um, yeah, talking about weight loss, working out, running, all of those fun things. It's all here, it's all happening right now, but before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and uh, just generally share the podcast around, share it around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. The Darkest Timeline Podcast. How you doing? You alright? Are you well? Been up to much? No? Well... And so what I've been up to. Oh, I feel tired. Which, weirdly enough, is kind of the first topic of conversation. Um, I've not been, not been sleeping very well. Um, in a multitude of different ways. So, one thing that I've noticed a lot recently is been struggling to get off to sleep um and i've had to look at sort of why that is and recently i've started to wonder whether it's something to do with the book that i'm reading at bedtime um wonder if there's maybe a little bit too much going on and there's maybe um too much stimulation before bed um, but all I know is that when I roll over to go to sleep sleep isn't coming all that easily and in a lot of ways I work on the principle that I should be absolutely exhausted by the time I get into bed absolutely wiped out but like anybody out there the time that I am the least tired is bedtime. I don't get that. No, I don't think I'll ever understand it. I started to wonder if I had something, you know, playing on my mind. It's not like I'm lying in bed thinking about the same thing over and over again. I just are all over, turn everything off, and can't sleep. Um, then there's the question of, you know, is it screen based? Because, I, you know, when I read, I'm reading um, Kindle. Um, it's usually on my phone. But is it that? Um, at one point I was wondering if I was too tired to sleep. You know, that's a corker. Have noticed, and I think I mentioned this a little while ago, but I have noticed that my bedtime... They've been getting a bit late recently. Um, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if that's part of it. I can't... um, 
I can't explain it. The other thing I've been noticing is waking up a lot um, in the night. Wake up a lot through the night. Um, just notice myself being awake. Um, checking the time a lot. That seems to be something I've been doing recently. Checking the time a lot in the middle of the night. Um, I was trying to explain it to Leanne the other day. I was saying, the problem I've got is that between my watch and my phone, they go into like like a, a sleep mode type thing. So I can't get my watch to do what I want it to because it's like in, in bed mode or whatever. Um, but I also can't get my phone to do what I want my phone to do. Uh, all I want is somebody to tell me what time it is. Um, which weirdly takes me back to a point in, in time. Um, a few years back. Where I was obsessed with knowing what the time was. Um, not entirely sure of the, uh, the connection. Um, what I did start noticing last week. Uh, and I do think this probably ties into my next point. Um, two days last week. Oh, such a bad mood. Got out of bed in a bad mood. You know, one of them. Just f first foot on the floor. It's like, oh, bad mood. I think it was last Monday. And potentially last Tuesday. Or not. Such bad mood. So I was trying to piece that together. I was like, am I not sleeping enough? Weirdly, at that point in time, I started wondering if I was sleeping too much. Um, my son has started getting into a sleeping pattern. Um, and that sleeping pattern is generally touch wood um he's awake in like the middle of the night um or the middle of his sleep uh which is strangely enough around about the time that i go to bed so i'm not essentially disturbed by that and then he's going you know all the way through to five six in the morning so I started wondering if I was getting too much sleep. So I was like, oh, too much sleep. Something I had noticed that I was um, missing out on, and I think I talked about this last week or the week before or something, um, was that I wasn't really doing a lot of hobby-based stuff. Now... I know that my hobbies aren't exactly maybe fitting for a man of my age. Uh, I like computer games um, and and things like that. Movies, TV, computer games, podcasts, weirdly. Um, and I hadn't been playing and I thought it was okay. And I thought it was fine for a while. And then, 
uh, just had these days of these bad moods. It's like, am I sleeping? Am I getting too much sleep? Haven't had not enough sleep? And is it just throwing me out or what? But there was a day last week where I was like, look, I know this might sound strange, but I really feel like I need to go sit down and just play play some game. Put, put the PlayStation on for an hour and just almost it was almost like some kind of strange meditation i felt like i needed to center myself and in in some ways that would be that would be bad or it would be worse if it didn't work cuz that's the thing it did seem to work so i've tried to make a little bit more time for hobby based things trying to take a little bit of me time um, and that seems to have leveled things out. Who knows what the reason for all of these things are? Um, but it has been going on for a little while. Anything that goes on for a little while becomes a little bit concerning. Uh, you don't want to get it, you know, a, a one-off or like a, a for something that goes on for a while. Might be okay if it's just a little while and then it stops, um, but then it's potentially something worse if it goes on for a long while. Um, so, something that has happened in the last week, and I wasn't sure about whether to speak about this. Because I imagine this divides people very much so. Um, but I thought I would tackle the issue in a particular way. Um, at the point in time when I'm recording this, um, the Queen passed away last week. Um, and I found myself in a weird position with this one. Um, straight off the bat, straight out of the gate. I'm going to say this. I would probably class myself in the camp of somebody who does not see why we have a monarchy. I don't I don't see the reason for it, I don't see the importance for it, I don't see why it's necessary. I do see all the negative things um like tax money um, and a variety of other things that go with that I have been in a situation where, where somebody was threatening to take everybody outside and beat them up because I was in a group of people who were speaking badly negatively about the Queen um, and there was one person who was not happy about this I've been in that situation. And in any situation where I've been in where somebody is defending the monarchy, when they're asked the question, what do, what do these people do for us? The only response I've ever seen to come across is tourism. They bring a lot of tourism into the country. And again, you know, I've I've been in and around the tourist trade 
for many, many, many years of my life. And I can see that, you know, tourism and tourist trade is good. But I also feel that, that, that it's a little bit sketchy. So that's maybe, like, the negative side of it out of the way. So, I've come to the conclusion that I feel like I need somebody who knows about this stuff to sit down with me and explain to me the importance of the monarchy. And I'll tell you why. Um... When I was younger, uh, Princess Diana died. And it was a very sad time for the country. It was a very sad time for its people. Uh, again, there was, there was you know, it was divided in a lot of ways. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. I remember my mother being beside herself. Absolutely beside herself just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and it went on for a long time and the more it went on the more it annoyed me and the day of Princess Diana's funeral um, my mother was sat and she cried and cried and cried uh, every bit, every turn that was made, she cried about every every bit of it, and I'd I'd had enough, and I was like, I don't get it, I don't see, you know, this you've never met this person, you don't know this person, you you have no connection, relation, or anything to this person, you've never struck me as being overly down with the royals so what is this why do you even care and she took the time to explain to me what princess diana meant to her there was a lot of stuff about um she felt a kinship uh, i think they got married in the same year um she saw a lot of similarities between herself um, and Princess Diana and explained that Princess Diana was um, the people's princess and she meant a lot to the people uh, because she married, you know, she was just she was just a normal everyday person who married into royalty and and, and all of that. And at the end of that explanation and at the end of her going through absolutely everything about what Princess Diana meant to her I came up with this realisation and the realisation for me was that I might not be I might not, might, might not have been into the royals or Princess Diana or anything like that but I could see what she meant to an entire generation of people and because of that, I was like, I am okay with this. I don't feel the same way, but I can sympathize with you, and that's enough for me. And it's always it's always stuck with me where you can be on 
two sides of the same issue. It's not for me, but I understand it is for you. Kind of sense. And I know, I know, I know if you have a military background, the Queen is different. The Queen means something different to you if you have a military background. I don't. So I don't understand it from that perspective. And I'd love to sit down with somebody who does to listen to their explanation of it. There's a lot of, um, in the in all the media coverage, all the talk about it, there's a lot of the things the Queen did for us. I would be in the camp of, I don't know what that is. I don't know. There's a lot of people like, well, I'm still going to work today. Don't not do nothing for me, kind of sense of it. But there must be, you know, there must be an explanation of what that is and what that means. Um. So I would, you know, I would happily sit down with somebody who is go who is able to explain to me some of these things. What you know, these what what is it that the Queen has done for us? So. That's another side of this issue. And the third side of this issue was the day after the Queen died. I was doing the usual social media surfing. And I felt like the world had decided to go in a particular direction. And the particular direction the world had decided to go in was, we're going to show you how funny the Queen was. Um, I I believe she was sort of well-known for being a a good sport and uh, had a good sense of humour. So the first thing I saw was a video about a guy talking about how... um, He'd been out walking with the Queen and they bumped into an, to some American tourists who didn't know who the Queen was. So they just interacted with her like she was just a normal person. They took photographs and stuff. And the Queen had like walked away and said to this guy, um, I can't wait, you know, for when that person goes home and shows their holiday photos and retells this story. And whether somebody's going to point out to them who I was. And that amused me. Um, then they showed the the Paddington Bear sort of thing that they'd done. Sketch that they'd done. Um, and that's, that's all. Uh, that was quite light-hearted. So I thought there would, there'd been the, um, the Bond thing. Um... And the more of these videos I watched, and the more times that the Queen was shown, there was a video clip that was going around of of her sitting and then some cows turning up and pointing at them and saying cows. Um, The more stuff I watched, the more I felt myself starting to get a little bit emotional. Um, And a lot of the stuff that I've seen on social media past a certain point was about whether you liked the Queen or you didn't like the Queen, whether you consider yourself is it is it a royalist or not? At the end of the day, a 96-year-old woman passed away 
and you know just respect that so i looked at it from all of these different angles and that was that that's that's how i decided to share this moment in time on this podcast I didn't want to come on it and be like, oh, see why we have a monarchy. I didn't want to come on it and go, oh, it's very sad. I wanted to talk about how it affected me. Um, There we go. If you are somebody that knows how the Queen has, you know, helped us and done stuff for us, feel free to get in touch. Come on a podcast. We'll do a podcast special. How about that? So. I think I mentioned this before. Um, current workout regime I'm doing. Uh, has changed a little bit recently. Um, start the day with a run. Then a dog walk. Then around lunchtime I go to the gym where I do a 10 minute warm up on a treadmill. And then I lift weights. And then in the afternoon I walk the dog again. And then in the evening, mostly, basically, um, I go for a half hour run slash walk on the treadmill. Monday. Monday's a fine day. Getting back from the weekend, you're getting your groove on, you're getting your getting everything dialed in for the week. Tuesday, it's leg day in the gym. Not everybody's favourite, but needs must. Wednesday, gotta love a Wednesday. No running, no morning running on a Wednesday, but still, you know, two lots of treadmill throughout the rest of the day. Um, and it's arm day in the gym. Get those get those glamour muscles going. Thursday, at the moment, Thursday is a repeat of Monday, uh, which is something that I probably need to address fairly soon. Friday, there's... Um, Friday's like an amalgamation of a lot of different things on a Friday, but still, morning running... Afternoon, you know, lunchtime, treadmill, weights, two dog walks, and uh, and a treadmill run in the evening. Saturday, there's a run. That's the week. And what I can tell you is, by the t- by the time I get to Friday, I'm like I can barely stand up. I don't walk anywhere. By the time Saturday morning rolls round, I am like, let's drag this old sack of bones round this run one more time, shall we? I just absolutely wiped out. So, I think I did this last week. Uh, I'm going to give you some stats. Um, last week I did 118,000 steps. I walked slash ran over 51 miles. 
Now, to some people, these numbers are not impressive, and to others, they might be somewhat impressive. Uh, like I said, worked out um, five days. So, Monday morning, I get on the scales. And what do we think? Now, there are three options. Option number one, weight loss. Option number two, weight gain. And option number three is stayed the same. I'm like, i got to go and find out what I weigh today because there's absolutely no way I haven't lost weight and I'm expecting big numbers. But I've learnt to not be surprised when everything you expect to happen doesn't happen. So, into the bathroom. Naked, naked as the day I was born. Get on the scales. So what do we think? Okay, I'm going to give you three seconds. One, two, three. I lost... 0.2 of a pound. And I looked at it and I went, whatever. Because this is the same as two weeks ago. Absolutely no way on the face of this earth that I haven't lost weight. Oh, I haven't lost any weight. But if you remember last week, I stepped on the scales and was like, I've lost four pounds. Maybe things just take a little bit longer. That's the principle I'm working on at the moment. Obviously, if I step on the scales on Monday, and I've still not lost any weight, then there's going to be, you know, probably some scale smashing. Let's say that. Um, it is demotivating, demoralizing, a lot of D words. Um, but for now... In a weird way, I'm okay with it because I'm just going to keep getting after it and hope that this time next week, different story. Um, NFL football is back, baby. I know we had this conversation last week and I know I went through the fact of this isn't the NFL podcast and I do have an NFL podcast and we do do an NFL podcast. Uh, if you've not listened to the first episode of this season, get yourself on it. Um, we're changing it up this season, trying new things, seeing what we can uh, what we can achieve. Um, one of those things, very much a guest heavy podcast. So week in, week out, in theory, touch wood, all that. There should be a different guest every week. Uh, they will be repeat guests come a certain point. But if you're here for the guests, the NFL podcast is the place for you. That's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is um, football's back, baby. Um I spoke about it, I spoke about it last week. That it was like, oh, you know, once football starts, it's that it's that slide towards the end of the year. Since then, the weather has been absolutely awful, torrential 
rain since then. As I, uh, somebody tried to tell me something here. Um, sat down to watch some football. Sat down to catch some highlights. Sat down to watch some live football yesterday. Uh, and uh, the one game that I'm really looking forward to is um, is actually tonight. So we'll find out what's the situation there tomorrow. It's. <sighs> I cover this on the NFL podcast, which, like I keep saying, if you're not here for the NFL podcast and I'm talking it, it's probably not brilliant, but hey. Um, it's like welcoming back an old friend. Or, and what's kind of kind of um, apt at this point in time is, it's that point in time where you can get your jumpers back out. The point in time where it's cold and you've got to switch from shorts to jeans. That's one thing. But when you can get a jumper out. And put a jumper on. That stage before it's that cold. That even putting a jumper on doesn't really seem to do much. That stage. It's like that. It's that comfort. That you feel. From. Something like this returning. Um. Something that's not been awesome that's happened in the last week. Um, I don't know if you know. If you don't, I'm going to tell you. And if you do, good on you. Um, This isn't the only podcast. There are many. Um, We've got the football podcast. We've got the NFL podcast. We've got the wrestling podcast. And we've got the Formula One podcast. To name the regulars. Uh, There are other podcasts in and around... Um, some are more regular than others some just get thrown out here and there some have seemed to go on hiatus and everything in between I would probably be considered the producer in a lot of ways uh, I know I, I'm sort of the the head of um, you know I'm the, I'm the the figurehead whatever you want to call it, I'm the guy at the top. But I do all of the um, coding and uploading of podcasts, which week in, week out, generally goes quite well. Yeah, there's a time squeeze. Um, I've noticed this year with picking up the formula Formula One podcast that things are a bit tighter. We have to manage our time a bit better. There's very much an air of, right, we need to get cracking air because there's a lot to do. Some weeks there will be uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, five podcasts to do in the same week. Um, and for me, not only being part of the recording, I have to do all the back end stuff. So we had a situation this week, not not this week going forward, this week going backwards. Last week there was a situation. Three podcasts were set to upload on Thursday, Thursday evening at seven o'clock. One of the three podcasts released without a hitch. Boom, done, everybody's happy. Uh, 
Uh, by the way, it was the NFL podcast, and if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. The other two, one was the F1 podcast, and one was the football podcast, released on all platforms. Video was on YouTube, and the sound was everywhere. Apart from, for what is, for a lot of people, the main source of podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts. So, first thing I get is, oh, did you take the football podcast down? No? Why? Are you joking? No, no, it's not there. Yeah, it is. I've seen it. So I go and I look. Oh, hang on a minute. No, that's last week's. Hmm, have I just not set it to upload? Is the audio not gone, but everything else is fine? Checked on other platforms, and it was showing. Couple of days later, message from the Formula One guys. Um, is there a reason the Formula One podcast isn't on Apple? Uh, we've had this problem with the football podcast. I guess the Formula One podcast is the same. So, I did a load of tinkering, I did a load of monkeying around, I did a load of checking, and what I found was exactly what I've described. That podcast was everywhere. Both of them were everywhere, apart from on Apple. The problem with this is that basically, you're firing information into the ether. So, there's this form you can fill in. It starts with, I own a podcast. I have a podcast. Okay, what's it called? Well, it's this. And who are you? I am me. And, you know, then it's like, what about this? What about that? What about the other? Then you start getting down to the nitty gritty. Why the hell are you contacting us? And it's like, there are issues with this. The upload of a podcast. Then it's like, then he wants to know. So I wrote this long explanation about how um, there's these two podcasts that have released everywhere apart from on Apple. I've tried to refresh it, nothing's changed. You send the form, and that's that. You don't know if somebody gets it, you don't know if somebody looks at it, you don't know if somebody does something with it, you don't know anything. So I had to go back to these people and be like, I've done as much as I can. I'll keep you posted if I hear anything. What that means is that this afternoon, when I get a notification on my phone that says, oh, CookieCast has got a load of uh, new podcasts for you, and I look, and it's the F1 and the football, I'm then like, apparently your podcasts are available, guys. Have at it. <sighs> that was not the only thing missing this week. So, I've had this order to do on Amazon for ages. Something for the youngest daughter. A little treat. I like to treat people. That's how I roll. Something for the dog. Again, same principle. Something for myself. But something that was practical. It was a cleaning tool. So. I had that sort of situation where a parcel came through the door. 
and I opened the parcel, when I looked inside, one item had arrived. I'm like, you're telling me that you've posted two items? One's come through the door, and the other one hasn't. How wasteful is that? So I went to double check the second item to make sure that it was still on its way, and was informed by Amazon that it had been delivered because it should have been in the parcel with the other item. Uh, no, it was not. So I tried to go to Amazon straight away and say, hey, you've said you've delivered this and you haven't. And that's where the fun began. Because Amazon wouldn't let me do that. Now, if you use Amazon a lot and you you know have this situation, have had this situation before, you might know where this story is going. Amazon went with the route of, oh, most people find their parcels within twenty four hours, so you can't contact us to tell us that this hasn't been delivered for twenty four hours. Now. You and I both know what happened here. Two items were supposed to go in the parcel, and only one went in. It's as simple as that. It's not exactly anybody's mistake, even though it is. But, the short and the long of it is, that somebody was supposed to do a job that they didn't do, and thus... An item has not been received when it says it has. I don't really think we need to be waiting 24 hours on this one. It got better. Because what I thought was 24 hours later, I went to do the, hey, where's my stuff? And was still informed that I couldn't do it. I waited another hour and a half. And then tried again. It was like, nah, you got to wait 24 hours. At which point I was like... No. So I went through a whole different method. And they were like, oh, we can't send you that item. Because it's now out of stock. So we're just going to refund you the money. Which will take five to seven days to show on your account. You have to love the five to seven day horseshit. And as I always say. If it was done the other way around, you wouldn't be getting your item. If you said to somebody, I'm going to take that item and I'll pay for it in five to seven days. Guess what? You're not getting your item. Just just, just another baffling situation to have to deal with. Um, I've not really been talking about what I've been watching TV-wise. Because I'm watching, um, I'm watching stuff again. So, uh, me and Leanne have been working through How I Met Your Mother, again. Uh, I think we're on, like, Series 5. Um, it got a bit... It got a bit... Uh, not great. And then it sort of sorted itself out. As I always say about How I Met Your Mother, the biggest issue with it is that the main character is the worst character. Um, so, that makes some elements of it difficult to watch. Um, the other thing I've been watching, and something that I did want to talk about, 
I've been rewatching My Name Is Earl for two reasons. One, I never finished it originally. I saw the first two series, and I started watching the third series, and I got so far, and I went, "This is garbage," and I stopped watching it. So. There's been this running thing with myself and one of the podcast alum where I say, my name's Earl, absolute garbage after a certain point, and they say, you are absolutely incorrect. It was fantastic from start to finish. And I go, it definitely wasn't. I never finished it because it got that bad. It's like, what is the point of having a TV show about a man doing a list, making up for the stuff that he's done wrong in life, when he gets so far and stops doing the list. It's the whole premise of the show. No, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. So I kind of set out to prove that I wasn't wrong. And, like I did with Scrubs and something else I seem to have watched at some point, I wanted to watched the whole thing because I'd never seen it all originally. I gave up so far through. So, I have watched the first two series. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Series three, My Name is Earl. Here we go. This is where it got sketchy for me. And exactly the same as last time, I got so far and I was like, this is not good. This is not good television but I persevered more than I can more than I did last time I persevered and what I found is you get to series four and series four is like a breath of fresh air because series three is not good series four it's Everything's back to normal. The list is back. He's doing the list. Still a little bit, you know, a little bit sketchy on, you know, doing actual list items. But it feels like Earl before Series 3. And it's a lot better. And I do mean a lot better. Um, so I feel... A bit 50-50 on this one. I still feel like I was right in some ways. It's not about being right. It's about, you know. But I might need to address the fact that so far Series 4 has been quite good. So 3 out of 4 ain't bad. You could have that. Now then, recently... um, Felt like I wasn't really getting any films watched. Um, certainly nothing new. Or, if it was new, certainly nothing that I wanted to talk about. However, this week I have rectified this. I have watched a new film. Um, uh, I watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Now then. Short version about Thor Love and Thunder is I haven't heard a single good review of it. 
And that's not an exaggeration. I haven't heard a single good review. The day that I was due to watch Thor and Thunder, I'm in a group with a variety of different people, who had all watched Thor, Love and Thunder the night before. And every single message in this group was, that film was terrible. Uh, One person said it's the worst Marvel film. One person said it was poo. One person said, yes, it was absolute shite. I'm like, ooh, really looking forward to watching this film. Outside of that, critic reviews and stuff, it's not a good film according to what everybody seemed to say. And that was that. So, sat down, put it on, watched it. The bad. There were some really weird plot holes that I wanted to call out at the time. I was a bit like, uh, I need to address something about this film because these plot holes are getting quite bad. There was an aspect where I felt like they just tried to crowbar in as much comedy as possible. Like, ha ha ha, let's laugh at this. Ha ha ha, let's laugh at this. Ha ha ha, let's laugh at this. And it was too much. Speaking of too much, uh, it's probably time for Chris Helmsworth to dial back the steroids because he's just starting to, he's starting to look ridiculous now um, he has finally hit the too big point uh, it just looks silly um, so there's all of that um, one of the big criticisms was uh, Christian Bale's character um, and if I'm honest I can kind of see why I didn't feel that necessarily Christian Bale needed to be cast in the Marvel Universe. Didn't necessarily feel the need for him to be cast in this role. Uh, I didn't feel like he was maybe necessarily giving it his all. (sighs) However, contrary to every review that I've heard up to this point, I don't think it was that bad. Yes, all the stuff I've already mentioned. Yes, the whole, like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's this whole thing with, like, between Thor and Stormbreaker that gets old quickly. The Guardians of the Galaxy are in it, or are they? You know, there's all these random things going on. And... uh, I want to say something about something. But I don't want to spoil it. But just these huge plot holes. Huge plot holes. But I don't think that film is as bad as everybody made it out to be. I thought, for a Saturday night, sit-down-turn-your-brain-off kind of film, it was fine. Solid 7 out of 10. A solid 7 out of 10. I know that it's had some criticisms for other reasons. 
Um, and I know that they've said that um, Taika or Titi won't return for any more Thor directing. Um, part of me's like, yeah, that feels right. Part of me's like, eh, I don't know. Thor Love and Thunder. Not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. What I will say is this. If somebody tells you it's bad and you haven't seen it, watch it. Make your own mind up, like you should do with everything. Um, final thoughts. Computer games wise, a really weird thing with computer games. Um, I'm playing Sniper Elite Five, but I feel like I'm forcing myself to play it. Um, what I've noticed on um, like mission summaries, I am playing it this time through a lot, a lot more stealthy, a lot stealthier, stealthier maybe, um, than I did the first time through. I think there were elements the first time through where I did just kind of run and run, run and gun a little bit. Um, and I feel like I'm doing that a lot less this time through. Like I say, I do feel like I'm forcing myself to play it. Um, I keep having this thing recently, and I have spoken about it, where I feel like I'm looking for a particular type of game, and if I haven't got that particular type of game, then I'm not as invested as on board. One of the biggest issues that we've got at this point in time is there are no games, and I was super fortunate that I could go back in a series that's been around for a while and play that and before that pick up a game that's cheap that I've played previously but a very long time ago and didn't quite play to its full capacity go back play it now thoroughly enjoy it highlights very much that games nowadays are I mean they're basically non-existent but outside of that they're just not up to the standard that games used to be. If you offered me a good solid 360 game versus something that's coming out on PS5, I'd probably snatch your hand off. And have done multiple times recently. Um, I do feel like I need something. I have been looking at a couple of things for like replay for various reasons. One of them is that I know the game I've been looking at has got a PS5 upgrade. So you can put your PS4 version in, play it on your PS5. Um, at this point in time, I'm wondering why I haven't done that. Did I have... Anyway, that's a conversation for me to have on my own. Um, yeah, this is the problem. This is what I was talking about earlier when it's difficult to sit down and play a game when you're not 100% invested in it. Makes things difficult. There we go. That's it. As the time ticks over to 50 minutes, that is all I've got for you this week. Um... Cheers for listening along, and I'll catch you next time. So there we go, what did you think of that? Another one done, another one gone. Where does the time go? Thank you for listening along. 
Um, before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Share this podcast around. Give it to your friends. Give it to your neighbours. Give it to your peoples. Also, check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There you can find social media links and an email button. You can get in touch with us. If you've got an idea for a podcast and you'd like to discuss that idea with us, maybe see about getting us to put out your podcast, feel free to get in touch. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.